Hello, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are. Here once again, we have a podcast episode by your host, Naziati Muhammad Yaakob, focusing on the training of the architect, architectural designers, interior designers, property developers, contractors, and those in the construction industry, training them in accessibility and universal design, training them so that they can help themselves. So in this topic, I would like to refer to a conversation I had with regard to the need to fill a gap, a pain that is occurring in the property and construction industry. That gap, that pain is about the uh, the lack of knowledge or no knowledge and skills on designing with accessibility and universal design. So just to let you know that I am in the business of solving this pain and I could help the mentioned people how to help themselves to sustain their knowledge and also to improve on how they go about designing for accessibility and universal design. So they will be able to design with empathy, motivate themselves to own the process. If they sign up for my training, coaching and mentoring, it is uh, available in the caption below the link. So, Whatever it is, whatever type of buildings that you are interested in, if you are an architect, interior designer, architecture designer, property developer, whatever building that you are interested in, whatever area of specificity, may it be housing or residential, commercial, educational, transportation, sports and recreational buildings, landscape design and street environment, There are first principles. There are the understanding of disability, um, the concept of disability, understanding what are barriers, understanding what is wrong, bad design or design that has been trendy like the stramp, but it is not a correct design. What are the good designs? What are the good practices? If you have anyone in your staff that is interested do click on the link in the caption below. But anyway, that is the advertisement for this um, this uh, podcast that I'm um, I'm doing with regard to training um, people in the um, built environment profession to be um, designing with empathy in whatever they do. So, what is it that is the missing ingredient? The missing ingredient is like this. You may attend any lecture, you may attend any course, but have you actually understood disability? Have you actually understood um, what are the barriers of for dis- disability? Yeah? Now, you know, I've been reading around this area and I've heard of another thought, another approach, which is, more and more disabled persons should be building built environment professionals themselves. 
More and more disabled persons should be architect themselves, practicing architect. So the design is going to be really with empathy and with the user in mind, obviously. And they would know the laws. They would know everything at the fingertips. But obviously, I would go for this as a disabled trainer myself. But I would think that it is possible Maybe not as good, but it is possible to get nearer to designing with empathy if a person who is not disabled, an architect or interior designer, or property de developers who are not disabled to actually engage with universal design and accessibility and, and also be trained on certain aspects of understanding disability and knowing what barriers are, be acquainted with it, be empathetic with it, owning it, and actually have a better understanding about the critical dimensions, the critical dimensions that are in the standards. Often after architecture education has been completed or graduation, you go into practice and you use certain templates of design but when there is a requirement on accessibility in universal design and you refer to the building codes you refer to the build uh, standards and codes of practice relating to accessibility for persons with disabilities into buildings there is these dimensions and you have to keep on referring to them, meaning that they are not something that you understood, that you understand why these dimensions are required. So it is not convincing to yourself. I mean, you as a designer, and when you engage with a client and the client perhaps says, that's too much, too much space, you can't argue because you... Uh, because you're not really empathetic enough. That's from the architect's point of view, if they're dealing with the clients. What about from the client point of view? So property developers out there, you are the CEO or you are at the top management in your company. You would, re you would want your architect to actually own the process, to actually know about these things. But when they were... At university, they were not thought of this. They were thought um, anthropometrics and ergonomics, but uh, with a typical person who is standing, who is able-bodied, um, you know, at six feet high or maybe four feet 11 or four feet, five feet 10, sorry, four feet, or the women is four feet seven and standing and reaching and able-bodied. These were the... Um, areas of, of study that your architect is acquainted with and then they would go to the codes of practice or the standards based on these dimensions based on the able-bodied person but they did not study about the wheelchair user they did not study about the blind person or the deaf person or the intellectually disabled person or mental disabled person or the older person they did not study they did not 
acquaint themselves with the case studies or good practices, it is not usual for them to do accessibility and universal design. It is not on their fingertips. All you need to do is to get them trained on understanding disability, the concept of disability, the what are barriers to disability, and some aspects which will motivate them um, simulation exercises using a wheelchair and blindfold for um, for uh, lack of mobility and blindness. And a few of these other exercises would make these designers realize about the relationship between the human being and the building that has been designed by themselves. And those critical dimensions when they move around in the wheelchair and they realize, hey, that's why these codes are relevant because I could actually see the difference that it makes if you provide some added millimeters to some dimensions. And the bathroom design and drops and curbs and what? how do you design them? So now we can expand this even further if you want to be the property developer or the architectural company that um, would be, uh, what do you call it, um, go into this expertise of designing for accessibility and also design. You know, by having many of your staff trained, well-trained, you can actually go into this and they will explore even further ideas on sensory Sensorial experience, uh, they would um, go into multi-sensory design, uh, sensory design, they would go into universal design. They would actually take it upon them to, to acquire the knowledge for them to be better designers. And overall, this will make your clients happy. So that's what I'm trying to get at with this podcast, that with a bit of training and you can go into my caption down there. You can click on the link and contact me if you're really interested in getting your staff, getting your architects, your designers to be trained in universal design and accessibility. And you will gain a lot from this. The fundamentals, the design with empathy will be there. So, I also like to add further to this podcast that I um, will be giving series of podcasts on different aspects of design, and um, and also videos in my LinkedIn and and my Facebook uh, uh, short videos, and also in my YouTube channel Naziati Muhammad Yakob or Naziati Yakob, and you could you could understand further what I meant by. Um, posing all these questions, posing all this, um, the thing that is not, you're not addressing, yeah, in your line of work, all the services that you would like to provide for your client, yeah. So, um, also you can, you can also click on the link to get the high value gift, a free guide on seven reasons why your company is in danger of breaching disability laws. So this is important. 
uh, in light of what is happening in the world, when we talk about um, environmental and social goals um, that is being outlined or being provided, guidance provided and incentive provided by governments uh, in the world for corporations, why not take this offer? Why not um, get on with it and trying to um, get your company, your staff owning the process for accessibility and universal design that is needed for the ever-increasing aging population in all sectors yeah, of um, the built environment. So with that, I thank you for listening. Thank you for following this podcast. Um, take care, everybody.